Life from the Well is sponsored by Scratch Distillery. Located in Edmonds, Washington, Scratch Distillery crafts delicious spirits from scratch. Every batch is made by hand from local non-GMO organic grains. Head on over to Edmonds and taste the natural, delicious flavors for yourself. If you have an itch for a cocktail, go scratch it. Welcome to Life from the Well. We're here to share our perspectives with stories from the service industry. I'm your bartender, Joey. Enjoy the show. This episode from Life from the Well is served handcrafted by Barfly Mixology Gear, a line of essential tools for mixologists. Life from the Well. And joining us today, we're welcoming back Maria Adams. Maria, welcome back to season two of Life from the Well. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. That's, that's ridiculous. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Uh, shit, lots have happened since we've been on. We got our shot. Welcome Cheers. to the show. Let's do a shot. Cheers, guys. Salute. Mm. Oh, I should have poured that. I should have poured that smaller. Was that the Navy Strength Rum? Yeah, I just made oh. a normal size shot because I was talking <laughs> while I poured it. <sighs> All right, I'll get rolling. It just uh, kind of, it just cleans everything out. <laughs> <laughs> that high proof. Remember, I used to. Um, well, that's yeah. We used to play pranks on each other and buy like shots of we'd get like a shot of Crown or something for the group or Jameson, and mm-hmm. then you get one friend a shot of Wild Turkey. Oh, gross! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while, every once in a while, you'd you'd be the one that got the shot. It was basically just like a oh, it was like random. a it was a shot tray roulette. So you just get like all the shots on a tray and bring them over, and everybody gets one. And one person would be like, "Oh," <laughs> be like, "Oh, you got the turkey." Yeah. <laughs> Ow. That's how you play duck, duck, turkey. <laughs> Did you make that one up? <laughs> I, think, I think so. I don't know. I'm sure it's a thing at some point. <laughs> well, Maria, we, um, norm- I say normally in the beginning part of the show, we'd start with the resume and stuff, but we've already done that with you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, so you've been continuing to work I think we talked to you at the beginning of the pandemic, right? We were just a couple yeah. weeks in at that point. Yeah, I just thought it might be, I don't know. I feel like things have shifted um, quite a lot already kind of since mm-hmm. then. And so I just was like. Yeah, I mean, shit, the whole world has shifted a lot. Since yeah. Just it, it, uh, you've, you've probably had a lot more experience of people coming in and, and serving cocktails to go or just. Yeah, it's already, I mean, the last time we talked, it was just like, um, we were, I feel like everyone was kind of just, uh, kind of wean it, you know, (laughs) like there were no really, um, guidelines or anything Mm -hmm. for like the service industry, like how to deal with any of this, um, you know, pandemic or, you know, the closure of, you know, all restaurants and bars. And I feel like since then, I've gotten a little more, um, a little more clarity <laughs> on like how mm-hmm. to deal, how to deal with all that. Um, and yeah, I just also think like, um, I mean, there's been a huge shift in attitude, I think as well, like 
Um, I have to say it hasn't been bad. It hasn't been terrible working. Like it, it kind of started off as a pretty big bummer, you know, for obvious reasons, like just kind of trying to like realize, like, I don't know, just like accept what was happening and just like doing it anyways. And, mm. you know, just going to work, not really knowing how it was going to be. And like, um, yeah, it's like a, it's definitely been a huge adjustment. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm feeling a little bit like more settled now and, uh, yeah. It's kind of like, it's like, okay. I'm like, okay, this is just reality now. Like, this is what I do. I It's the difference of like talking to someone in their first two weeks at a new job and then someone who's been there for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I've kind of like accepted it. <laughs> um, well, you have a normal now. You have like something to expect in a day and you kind of know at least a little bit yeah. what's going to happen from one day to the next. Yeah, and now, I mean... I don't know. I have like, you know, I have like my regulars coming in, which makes it pretty, pretty bearable. Um, a lot of them are really nice and like bring me like masks and hand sanitizer and like stuff, you know, that are like, you know, don't, thanks for being here. Don't get sick, you know, which mm -hmm. I think is really nice and just That's like, really kind of, you know, makes it a nice day sometimes when you're just like, it can be like, it can be like a few hours before I like see anyone sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, be adaptable and, uh, I think that's what everyone obviously that's out there is trying to do right now. So, but yeah, I was just also like, um, I just, uh, I just found something speaking of like how it was really hard at first because like they're like the CDC didn't even like release any sort of report or anything addressing like, you know, business and like how you're supposed to be dealing with the public right now for like, mm. I don't know, maybe like a couple months, I feel like after. Yeah you know, um, I guess the quarantine, um, I don't know, I don't know exactly when it was, but, um, once they finally did, it wasn't like even, it was kind of like, I don't know, I feel like it was like brushed under the rug a little bit, like, it wasn't like a widely known thing, I had to like look, like look for it, um, but while, while doing that, just trying to like, kind of, uh, find some sort of <laughs> guidance, <laughs> um, I found out that um, like a bunch of private organizations like the James Beard Foundation and like um, I don't I think it's called like World Table or something and like the National Restaurant Association or something like that like uh, have compiled their own report mm. and like a guideline of how to you know how to act in the service industry specifically like in mm. just kind of like has a it's like a guideline obviously it's not um, I don't know, there's no, it's not like the, um, the health department, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what that would be called, like a law or whatever, whatever guidelines we currently have are obviously still important, but, um, yeah, it like talks, it like talks about how, like reminding people who are working right now, like how you should also like behave outside of work, like not, you know, like continuing to social distance, like pretty hardcore and like not like take public transportation which I found obviously that's a suggestion but I was like that yeah. doesn't that's not gonna work for everyone <laughs> like, yeah that's <laughs> that's how a lot of people get to work totally um I mean I've I'm lucky like I have a bike and it's not um it's not a super bad mm. ride to work so I've been able to I usually like ride into work and then I'll like take the train back because there's not a lot of um 
people on the train and I can just like sure. uh, take it most of the way home because it's like nice. How many miles are you? How many miles is it? Um, I don't think it's only like four miles. Nice. That's a nice um, little but, ride but though. It's just like a really, it's a really um, like slow incline all the way back home, you know, <laughs> yeah. just not yeah. really want to do after working yeah. for nine hours. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, on, on my side, I had um, a decent ride on the way home until I get to Fremont. And then I have to go up Fremont Avenue <laughs> to Greenwood, which oh, is yeah. just like, this is like a mile straight up a hill. Totally. Um, and so a lot of times I would ride my bike to work and then throw it on the front of a bus on the way home. Just to, yeah. Especially if I had a drink or two. There were yeah. a couple of times where I, where I <laughs> took on that hill while after a couple of drinks. You're like, I can, t I got this. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. I mean, you do, you do it just so you say you can't, you did it, but. Oh, totally. It's not, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got that liquid courage. Yeah. <laughs> once, yeah. once you commit, you can't really like. <laughs> well, sometimes you just miss the bus either. too, right? So you like, you're, if you're out late enough, the buses just stop going to your neighborhood. <laughs> so yeah. if, you're, if you're, it's one of those nights where you've had a few too many and you missed your last bus, you also have to ride your bike up. And, and you have your bike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. just leave it. Yeah. Um, you come back to a bike with no seat and no handlebars. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> But yeah, I do, I do try to avoid the bus because I do, I don't know, the bus is kind of uncomfortable. It can be really crowded and there's, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to rely on that as a mode of transportation to get to work because if the bus is too crowded, like they're recommending, like, don't get on it, take the next right. one. And they're already not, the buses are already, you know, running on limited schedules. Yeah. So I don't want to have to rely on that um, and also like be that exposed to people. Because most people in public, I feel like, are wearing masks and are, are being pretty, you know, conscious. Um, but still, some people aren't. Mm. <laughs> are you, are, do you have to wear a mask while you're working? Yeah, that's like a hundred percent thing now. Like anybody who's working, yes, be wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again, I think last time we talked, I was like, people aren't really, you know, um, like enforcing anything. So it's right. really up to, right. I mean, obviously the individual, but it's like, that's just being responsible. Yeah, they're just sending out the suggestions and hoping that people follow them so we can move forward. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of like the honor system. As opposed yeah. to having someone going around and punishing people for not doing it. It's more about like, let's just focus on what we can all do to make it better. Totally. <laughs> and I have been trying, I have been trying to like, um, like wear my mask all day, even though I'm not dealing with people probably about half of the time or more sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of get used to it because I know that eventually that is going to be a thing. So I'm like, yeah. In training. <laughs> Any, um, well, are you wearing like, uh, just like the disposable masks or have you found a yeah, we have mask? The we have the disposable ones. And then, um, I also have a couple that like I've purchased that are reusable. A couple, a couple of designers? Mm, just <laughs> like double layered cotton. Remind <laughs> me while I lick my coffee cup. <laughs> There's like, there's like foam inside of it and I'm just being weird. <laughs> Sorry. Tell me about your designer mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been, we've been shopping them around. People are going nuts with them. It's kind of fun. There's the, uh, there's the new, like, have you seen these? The, they're like the overhead scarf. It's a scarf, but then it has like ear hoops. And so you can pull it up over your face. Like when you go into a store and then you can just pull it off and tuck it in when you're 
walking around just looks like a scarf yeah i haven't i haven't seen that with like the ear loops but i um one of one of my regulars that always like brings me stuff he brought me one that's kind of like a it's like a little like turtleneck thing that you can put mm -hmm. like over your mask as like a yeah like head. a like one of those things you were snowboarding like a neck gator that you pull yeah. over your face when you're out in the cold yeah, it's like yeah. just like an added layer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was wearing one of those until I got. I, I ordered one from um, Flying Coffin because they because he ended up making a bunch of uh, different kinds of masks and and they're all made in Seattle locally and and so I was like, oh, let's put money towards a local yeah. guy and try to give nice. him some props. He's I'll check that out because yeah, I'm still trying to find. I'm, de I'm definitely. He's like fifteen bucks for a mask, which isn't too bad, and they're like. They've got these little adjusters on the ears, so they're kind of and a, and a wire on the nose. So nice. Adjust it. Yeah, I've been um, I've been playing around with making some masks, but it's uh, it's it's been hard to get the like form right. <laughs> it's yeah. a little, I've been I've made a couple, and I'm like, eh, it's not quite right, and it's it, it's kind of hard to find one that's really comfortable to wear all day too, and like that you're not. Right. Too like, that's yeah. kind of the thing like I, I mean just wearing them for an hour to go to the store is kind of yeah. obnoxious like, that's I can't imagine fine, so like yeah. a full eight hour shift yeah that's gonna be like a, a like whole nother new, new industry <laughs> yeah I mean really if, if you're in the business of making masks and making them comfortable and trying to like find them that fit people's faces that's definitely gonna be something that's gonna make money in the future for sure do y'all have a patio yes so are you doing the 25% seating yet? We are Outside, not. Outdoor? No. Um, yeah. In fact, we aren't even, we haven't even um, started doing actual pre-mixed cocktails to go. Um, are you, you're still doing the airplane bottles? with. We're them. still doing just the cocktail kits, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Is that allowed to do pre-mixed cocktails to go now? Is that a thing? Yeah, as long as, as long as you have a sealed, like closed sealed container. Um, would would like a plastic like soda cup be, be considered? No, soda? it can't have like a any holes in it, and it has mm -hmm. to um, like I, there there were different. I looked at some different types of like acceptable, like some. It was like this is the best, this is okay, and like this is like also okay, but like not recommended. And it was like a mason jar, obviously like something that's like actually sealed. And then there's like those um those kind of like bottles with the little pop cap that has like a like a little um, wire attaching it. So you, it has like a little attached cork or whatever. Mm. So you can do like something like that and just like mm. pre-mix it and sell it to go. Um, and I don't know, I guess we're just like waiting on that because I think that the, um, like buying the containers for that, I think just isn't really like reasonable, I think for our business. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's got, I mean, the, <laughs> the to-go container can't cost more than the cocktail itself, right? That's yeah, like buying a bunch of mason jars to sell like margaritas and just yeah i mean that's just gonna that's gonna increase your liquor cost i mean what if there was like a, a bring your own kind of thing i guess you could do like well people have you know some places do like the growler fill with with the with the beer you know and so i wonder if yeah. there would be some sort of like you bring your own mason jar in and we'll make a cocktail but that would involve like that would still involve like in-person interaction right that wouldn't be mm -hmm. that wouldn't help cut down anything yeah. that's just a so, key idea yeah, we just haven't, we haven't just, we haven't started on that yet. And it, it's been going pretty fine as is. Um, the other thing about that is in order to purchase a, a pre-mixed cocktail, you have to order a full meal 
um, which currently you don't you have order to keep people from ordering them just like walking in the door and ordering premixed cocktails. Yeah, and so you can't just order like some chips and salsa and like get a cocktail and go drink it on the street or whatever, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so, so if you order a full meal, is there a limit to how many cocktails you can order? Um, I didn't see that. It just it just had to be like a full meal including including like a side like it had to be like an entree with a side it was very like oddly specific <laughs> like, give me like six tacos and like eight, and six shots of margarita like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't see anything about a, a limit um in the quantity of drinks that you could purchase so. they'll figure it out they'll figure yeah. it out i just took my my mass test yesterday you know that that three to four hour course that we all have to take every five years and uh gosh, fuck there's so many rules <laughs> and right now i guess they're being more lax but it's just it was kind of crazy to see how, how intense some of them are did you know that if someone has smoked marijuana they're not allowed to be on the premises or no i guess if they smoke marijuana on the premises yeah. they have to be removed and can't be and can't return until the next day I don't remember that being a question because I don't think that I've taken it since uh, marijuana was. Yeah, they're going hard. It, it, it's uh, the the laws are getting interesting. I should say. Yeah. I, I, uh... um, I mean, I feel like um, you know, just personally, like I always have believed that <laughs> like you can't smoke weed in a bar. <laughs> Right. I, I, I think it said like even like somebody who's high can't be like, at the bar because they're worried about um, you know, you if, if you're high it? and you have a drink, that's enough to send you over the edge. They're going to treat you the same as somebody who's had six drinks. Right. You know, or, or five drinks. Or yeah. Um, I mean, I kind so of get that, I guess. Like, you don't really want to serve someone who's already clearly under the influence and i guess like when you we're not i mean it's 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 against the law <laughs> <laughs> it's against the law to, to serve alcohol to somebody who who looks intoxicated in any way yeah right. I, either from either substance yeah 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 well i mean if if they're high at all i think you're not supposed to you're not supposed to serve just, i don't know if it's that let be in there <laughs> Which I'm, I'm it is here, here we go. It says it is illegal to engage in or permit anyone to consume any type of marijuana or marijuana infused products on a liquor licensed premises. This includes outdoor service areas or any part of the property owned or controlled by the licensee. It's also illegal to permit any person consuming or who has consumed within the li the licensed premises any type of marijuana or marijuana infused products to remain on any part of the licensed premises. So anybody who's consumed any kind of alcohol on the premises has to leave the premises. Any any type of marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> so all the cooks have to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to out like an entire oh, industry. <laughs> about to go cocktails I, I would be curious maybe in like a few months if they like update you know the like food handlers test and the uh, i imagine that, it, like, that it's going to get some tweaks yeah address covid and mm -hmm. it'll be 
know. Yeah, the last updates that I had seen, I think might have been like 2017 or 2018. Oh, wow. Maybe 2019, I think. Like, they didn't have any 2020 IDs on the check the, check the thing. Oh, I just, I just recently did see um, an ID without a photograph because they like couldn't go in. It was like one of a, a new thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a, it says like valid without photo ID. Yeah, right? it just says valid without photo because they, and it was, was like a hard copy. It wasn't like a paper. Those know. still aren't acceptable as far as, as, as a form of ID. Yeah, not for that was liquor. a test on the that was a yeah. that was a that was a question not for on selling the, not for selling liquor, but somebody yeah. did try to give me one of those, and I was like, I understand it says valid with a photo, but that doesn't count for selling you a drink. Yeah, that means you can drive. That doesn't mean you yeah. can buy alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I just had never seen I had never seen that before, and I was like, this is weird. And he was like, yeah, it's like it's gonna be like the new norm until people can go back. You know, mm. <laughs> I think if they have if it's they like, have oh. the valid without photo, and then they have their old one the expired one with the photo, then you could take it. It's the same as like yeah. having the expired ID and then having the paper that the, yeah. the, the temporary yeah. paper that lasts for 30 days. Like you can accept that. That's the only time you can accept an expired ID. And that's probably what it's going to be now. People that can't go in. Yeah, I didn't, I just like hadn't thought about ID. that. I was like, that's an interesting new, you know. That is weird. Yeah. All these new little things that, that we haven't yeah. thought about yet. I mean, it's, there's still, have you had people come in that refuse to take their mask off? Have you had to card anybody yet? Mm. Um, I just ask people to like pull it down. Mm -hmm. Look, um, I mean, most people, most people aren't coming in that are like really like very young. Like it's pretty. If yeah. someone looks over like I know, 30. but I'm I'm thinking back to when I was like 19 and 20, and I would yeah. have a face mask, and I'd be buying alcohol everywhere with like my someone else's ID, just 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 because. <laughs> just I mean, like, just be like I don't feel like I, I don't feel comfortable taking my mask off. Just tell me from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um. What I have, what I have been experienced a lot, um, experiencing a lot of is people not wearing masks, which I find frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, and talking to protest. Yeah, <laughs> like just, I don't know. It's it's fine because I'm like I'm protected and everything, but it is I don't know. It has been pretty frustrating. Um, and talking to some other people that are working too, definitely like share that sentiment because it's just kind of irresponsible and just you know it's not not very considerate <laughs> to like be out in public just acting like nothing's really happening or it doesn't affect you or the people around you because um, like that's kind of that's kind of this is what this whole thing's about <laughs> those are the people that are still in denial i think i guess like, so which I it's feel normal like everything's better. normal and we're like you seriously it's not like it's been months it's been months now and i feel like if people are still e either in denial or like already thinking that it's over like that's mm -hmm. just totally delusional <laughs> like oh so this i i um i went out the other day and i actually forgot my mask i was like i had i had, I had gone online and i did like a liquor order and a pot order and so i could just go up and just go into the store and pick them up at both spots mm -hmm. but then I, so i was i was like oh, i'm being so i'm being so uh proper like, with my ordered online yeah, yeah <laughs> but, then I, but then i left and i wasn't wearing a mask and i was like oh what a dick so then i'd walk into both places like hi guys <laughs> so Sorry. at least i limited some of our contact <laughs> uh, I have I have a couple masks. Everyone's I just forget to wear them every once in a while. I think when I I, I need to I think we can get to the point where they're just like there's one in the car, there's one by my keys. 
There's totally. one in every coat pocket just so I can throw it on if I'm ever walking in. Yeah, I think, and I think that a lot of, um, that's another interesting thing is like that I've been uh, talking to people about is like, you know, in, um, in grocery stores, since I guess they, they actually have put out like, it's not, it's no longer just like a rec a strong recommendation, but it's like, I guess, I guess they did mandate at some point that people do. It's a requirement for a lot of grocery stores now. Yeah, wear masks in. And I wear it every time I go to the grocery store, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but for a while it wasn't, and, and now people are actually having people stand at the door and like, you know, actually enforcing it, like you can't come in yeah. if you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, I think Costco was the one that started that whole thing. Too. Yeah. But it's funny because like people were getting upset about Costco enforcing any kind of rules. And I was like, you guys know you're a member of a private club, right? A private <laughs> club can do whatever the hell they want. It's like, it's like a country club allowing you only allowing people in, in polo shirts out on the golf course. Like totally. Or like your suit jacket. <laughs> yeah, you, you pay, you pay money to be part of that club. And yeah. <laughs> now decided to enforce a dress code. That's, that's all that happened. You silly peeps. <laughs> Um, it's good. It's good to see that the. I mean, Costco taking a stand on that. I think actually gave a lot of the other companies courage to. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was them that gave them courage, but it, it they were definitely on the forefront of of just kind of enforcing that rule. Yeah, which I think is great, but I also think it shouldn't. It shouldn't be necessary. <laughs> but whatever, you know. <laughs> It shouldn't be, but like, you know, it is at least of until course, now, yeah. because unfortunately we have leadership that, that takes pleasure in, in divisiveness True. rather than trying to unify and get people um, on the same page. You know, we're getting a lot of mixed signals and, and anger and frustration. And so ideally, you know, in the world that we all have in our heads of like the place we want to live in, you know, there's the, there's that we're like understanding and like, and like the, 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 simple, the simple fact of wearing a face mask keeps other people safe doesn't become a political issue. But unfortunately, like currently it is. And now it has to be like, it's, it's a conversation that we have to have with people on a daily basis. And yeah. It's really frustrating. And of course, I think like that's just one of those things that like anyone who has ever worked in the service industry is like obviously going to be like of course this is what I'm going to do I just have that mindset because I think as a as humans we just are more mindful from our experience you know mm -hmm. yeah I mean you, you live it you experience it you react you know you, yeah you're more of a you're a better human because of it <laughs> yeah um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I guess a little kind of more optimistic than I feel like. Since yeah. last um, I love optimism. Throw it at me. What you got? It's just I don't know. It's it's not gonna be. It's it's gonna be a while before any before King County opens. Obviously, like I don't know if you July August. Something yeah. Well, I don't know if you if you are um, aware of like what the requirement is for any counties in Washington to open, but it's a, for two weeks prior to like opening, you have to have less than 10 new cases per 100,000 people, which I think in King County is like, like it, less than 250. <laughs> and like one week before July 1st, we had already had, or like what, uh, halfway through the two weeks, um, we had already had like almost 400 mm. new cases. So <laughs> it's like, it's getting, I don't know, we're getting there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be anytime soon, which I think is fine at the same time, too, because, like, on the other hand, I think that it's it's taking 
you know, the general public longer to actually like get with it and kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. the way that people are going to have to handle themselves um, as patrons is going to have to like change drastically as well as, you know, on our side, um, the yeah. spacing and just kind of like, you know, general, like, well, that's kind of a big question. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> I think that's a big question going back into this is what does a restaurant even look like after this? You know, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> what? And that I don't think anyone really knows quite yeah. still. Um, Not a lot of good answers yet. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, we have, we have people that are refusing to acknowledge it and then they just. Continue. Yeah. And <laughs> just like I've had a lot of people. Um, also, downtown has still been oddly like a still like a, a tourist like trap. Like people are coming from outside of the city to come like see empty the empty market. You know, <laughs> like oh, it looks so cool when it's empty. Like what? Like, Go home. Yeah, you and like fucking fifty other people that are down here just doing the same thing, which I think is really. Well, they're probably down to take pictures kind of funny. the market during the day and then protest at night. Right. Yeah. Well, lately, yeah, lately I haven't seen much business at all because I think that people are definitely avoiding. Uh, downtown yeah so you're saying you've been working through the weekend that's uh yeah that's, uh, um, the, the, the the time stamp of this the curfew and they, they shut down all public transportation and so it was definitely a ghost town like on like first avenue more so than i like everything was boarded up after how late were you how late were you working on the on the nights we, we stayed open until eight um we closed early on sunday um um honestly just because we have like four um a third party delivery apps that we that we are going through now just because you know it's like whatever we have to yeah and i imagine like when that stuff started at the the food orders started coming in hot people were like oh, i'm not gonna go out i can't go <laughs> yeah actually kind of it was yeah definitely more delivery <laughs> over the weekend than i than i think is usual usually there's a lot of people ordering and coming to pick it up which um, is funny it's just funny yeah. how displaced people are from reality i think sometimes when they're thinking oh i'm yeah. not allowed to go outside i like someone order. else can go get it though <laughs> to go outside <laughs> what the hell um so yeah eventually um we did stay open just because um they were they were still doing it and so i was like i don't mind i haven't seen anyone down here you know they were they had blockaded people from third avenue and were you know not really letting anyone down there anyways mm -hmm. but on sunday um one of the one of the third parties actually they just stopped sending people downtown so they like you know deactivated our store from from them and so my boss was like, oh, just you go home. Like, if they're not doing it, we're not going to be there for them, obviously. So kind of a, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a fine, it was definitely a very like kind of high stress weekend, just like, especially kind of like just being there with not a lot going on and just like thinking about, you know, everything that was happening, like so a few blocks away, so close to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and another thing is like I would um I I would have liked to participate. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just like that type of person, but that's like not something that I really have a choice in right. anymore. Like as, you know, being responsible and working, I'm not obviously gonna place myself in a situation surrounded by hundreds of strangers. Well then so. you just find your way to contribute in your own voice too. You yeah. Know? You can't do what everybody else is doing, but you can do Yeah. And there's a lot there are a lot of different roles, of course, mm -hmm. that uh Totally. You come on a podcast and talk about it. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's yeah, to-go business been um, throughout? Is it other than, I mean, I guess just like you said, it, it got a little better probably. Mm -hmm. I was talking to, um, sorry, I'm going to jumble all over the place, but I was talking to a friend of mine 
uh, was well, Kendall who was on the episode on the podcast earlier. He lives down in Sacramento. He's actually going to come on and do a revisit with us in a few weeks um, because the, they've allowed for restaurants to open at a certain percentage down there. Oh yeah, they have in California already, and mm-hmm. some. And and his restaurant decided not to um, at mm-hmm. first because they're fine dining, you know, and so they're like, well, we're going to keep just doing our to-go food. Um, yeah and try to run at this capacity, but then they saw a huge decrease in, in uh, because once, everybody that was to go food finally went out and got a chance to go out to eat. Um, totally. So now they're looking at reopening. Um, so I think they, I think he said they're gonna open in, in, a, in another week or so here. Um, and these are gonna come on, I think like a week after they've been open to talk about that, right. <laughs> all that yeah. craziness, but um. Yeah, that's another one of those weird things where they where they decide to reopen and then the restaurants that, you know, they say it's your choice, but then the restaurants that don't reopen that are relying on their to-go business realize mm-hmm. that, you know, all, I mean, yeah, they're not at least on that first week or two, you're going to see everybody jump off just to go out in person again. For sure. But which I'm kind of like I'm I may be slightly um in denial about this but i feel like once once we do start opening up like i'm still gonna want to also like stay home just because mm-hmm. i'm like it's just it's probably gonna be really stressful and yeah i mean it's, it's it's just gonna be different anyways and i just i have a nice like backyard you know i can enjoy my summer here <laughs> like it's just yeah it's like once yeah. i'm i'm getting adjusted to this so like <laughs> i might just try and keep it going for a while <laughs> you know yeah, and I mean, I think I think a lot of people are, are feeling that too, and we're just mm-hmm. kind of trying to figure out what. I don't. I honestly don't feel like normal that we used to know is going to be normal that we know in the future. I think there's going to be something different about the way everything is done, for sure. Especially in the food service industry and the restaurant mm-hmm. industry. Um, you know, I mean, this is if the. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like we could just all go back and pretend like this doesn't exist and then have it. Yeah. It's not just going to like go away. Like even, um, you know, given a a vaccine or whatever, it probably still would take years to vaccinate everyone, like the entire population. And so, yeah. And I mean, we're never going to know like what people have been exposed to and where they've been, you know. (laughs) And meanwhile, you have millions of, of, restaurant employees around the country that are just waiting yeah waiting for what you know waiting for something waiting for the industry to start up again or that's, like, and that's a really good uh point and a really good kind of question is like what uh what are we all going to do like what are all of these people going to do because even when restaurants do reopen they're going to be opening at half capacity which means that like they're going to be employing every maybe maybe half the stuff that they would have before like there's not i don't think going to be like food runners or bussers you know like every single restaurateur i've seen interviewed um chef you know anybody who owns a restaurant will tell you that the 25 percent is is not i mean it it it's it's following standards but it but you're not making you're you're running at a loss you're 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 better off to just be closed Mm-hmm. you're going to run at 25% because you're losing money hand over fist. You need to be running the 80 to 90%, you yeah. know, minimum make any money. Yeah. Kind of profit. And so this slow reopen, you know, for those that have been struggling to stay open, you know, in this time, you know, slowing it down even more or, you know, just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem 
it doesn't seem like a lot of restaurants are going to make it mm -hmm. through this, you know, um, you know, can, can, unless there, I mean, there, you know, is some sort of like saving grace, which, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean unless there's like, you know, that there's the, there's been talk of a government bailout of the restaurant industry, but what would that yeah. look like? Um, you know, we're, I'm, like I'm, I'm, one, I'm one of the fortunate ones. How long can that last, though? Like, well, I mean, like I'm one of the fortunate ones that got on unemployment and 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 has had. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say no issues, but I've had minimal issues with it since yeah. I got it. Well, so my question for you, like being in that situation, is like, have you been, um, have you been like exploring other avenues of employment, like taking advantage of this time to like take classes, or like have you? Been, I've like, been pretending saving money, like you know. We're uh, for sure saving money. Um, we've we've cut a lot of our spending off, which is as much really as possible. Uh, what was that? Which is pretty easy because you can't really do anything. But. Yeah. yeah, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. But also, I mean, like I feel that's another thing about the food service industry is how much money were we spending on on dining Holy, out? I'm actually yes. I'm like <laughs> floored by how like little I'm surviving on right now. No, I know. <laughs> I you want like, to cook for yourself. I'm going to say I was making at least like triple what I'm making right now. And mm -hmm. I was like, but I was doing a lot of things though. Like I love to like travel and definitely like yeah. eat out and, you know, go out and, you know, just like socializing and just, you know. Yeah. yeah so, but I mean, that's so. Money all over the place. <laughs> so I've, I've actually been pretending that I, that I get paid to do a podcast. That's been my. <laughs> oh, God. I've been putting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put a lot of more energy into this, and and um, you know we've we've actually we've actually grown by you know leaps and bounds since uh, the yeah pandemic I've started. Been, I've been continuing to listen, and it's been uh, it's been really good. <laughs> yeah, we have we have an official business account and all that kinds of shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fun. Keeping the conversation going. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! I mean that that's it. it it's. It's kind of the, one of the things where it's like, when, if, if ever I'm just like sitting there feeling beaten down, I'm like, well, at least there's a place where, you know, we can have a conversation. There's a place where we can talk and, and there's somewhere I can put my energy that I feel like, you know, for, for me, it feels like it's doing something. You know, I feel like I'm contributing to something. Totally it is. Um, let's jump into the cocktail, I think. It's probably a good time for that. Let's do it. Today, we're making the painkiller. So I've never actually made a painkiller, so I was interested because I, I I kind of felt like it was one of those cocktails that kind of there are a bunch of different uh, varieties of recipes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was under the impression that the reason why it's so strong is because there were like several rums in it. Mm -hmm. Not that's that been, um, that's been in my. So sometimes they'll say a mix of rums, and sometimes they'll say a high proof rum. Yeah, uh, kind of like a mai tai or something. But yeah, but that's the same thing with a mai tai too. Is the um, when I was first taught to make a mai tai, um, it was it was a mix of like Malibu, Captain, Bacardi, and then like some fruit juice, and then you yes. top it with Myers Dark Rum or One Fifty One or something high proof yeah um yeah there was always it was always like a mix of crazy and, and that rum and that like that drink alone would just knock you on your ass because it's so hard to pour like a third of a shot especially when you're making a bunch of them so you'd end up with like a really powerful yeah like, just... that's like the thing about like tiki drinks right like <laughs> they're well, really so strong that, that's a lot, i mean you find a lot of like 
um, sweet fruit juices used in tiki drinks and rum is made from sugar cane. Yeah. And so when you're adding sweet to sweet, it really covers the, the alcohol flavor up a lot. Um, and so you, it just tastes like you're drinking fruit juice and then you end up just kind of blasted because you also end up drinking some of these rums that are running at like, so <clears throat> the painkiller, the drink that we're making today, um, the origin of it, um, the, the original rum that they would use is a Navy strength rum. And so you said, um, previously Navy strength is 114 proof as, as, um, opposed to your standard 80 proof of, of just kind of generic spirit number that they categorized for, I think it was even for us spirits. Like we just kind of hung, hang out around 80. Cause I know for a yeah. lot of, a lot of tequilas, they'll, they'll water them down to 80 proof to sell in the United States. And, oh, then, really? gins we, and then gins that we get from London are, are, are constantly in the, in the high eighties and nineties um, yeah. for proof. And so I think it's really just kind of an American standard we like to keep um, it kind of tame <laughs> yeah yeah that's a, i mean that's 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 definitely a um that's a uh, uh um something we're known for <laughs> we're having like weaker spirits from countries that have which is, which is kind of funny um but uh yeah so the painkiller it's uh the, the drink itself um the the history goes back to 1971 uh the the original creator, her name was Daphne Henderson. Um, and she worked, she was the bartender and owner of the Soggy Dollar Bar, which um, was on on uh, legendary small beach bar on Jost Van Dyke's to White Bay in the British Virgin Islands. Um, Daphne, so the bar itself, it was the reason it was called the Soggy Dollar is because it was a swim up bar. And so the only way that you could get to the bar was to come up to it and so all your dollars would be soggy by the time you got to it um one of the um regulars at the bar and i think one of her neighbors was a guy named charles tobias and he was the owner of um pusser's rum which is a, a rum you know a, a company that makes rum um and <clears throat> so uh, for years, uh, they, they were neighbors and friends and he would go down and drink these painkillers that she would make and, but she never would share her recipe. And so he kept going in and trying to figure it out. And one day, um, he was able to sneak a painkiller, um, back to his boat. He like basically swam back to his boat with the painkiller. Oh my God. <laughs> and then they did. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he really wanted to know what was in it. She wouldn't tell him the recipe. She was like, you know, what? He's like, I'm stealing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he, uh, after doing his research, he worked it out to be a four-one-one ratio. So it's four parts pineapple juice, one part orange juice, one part uh, coconut cream, uh, and then you add the rum to even it out. A two ounce pour of rum, by the way. It's no, it's no, it's not. This is a no ounce or ounce and a half. It's a two ounce pour of Navy strength rum. And so there was actually the Pussers has a, they call it their um, gunpowder strength, I think, because Navy strength is owned by Smith and Cross. They trademarked the, the slogan. I think they did. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like they did. Someone told me that at one point. Um, but I uh, couldn't get that, so I got the like of a different rum. I don't have the original brand, but I think it'll taste all right because we went with the original proof. Um, 
which I think is going to give us a closer flavor. Uh, so anyways, um, Tobias, he, uh, he was able to figure out the ratio. He took it back to the bar. He made the drink and presented it to Daphne. And, um, she said it was different and he said, and he agreed his, hers was a little bit sweeter. And so then they had a contest, um, between the two of them and, and they, everybody in the, so she bet a hundred dollars that hers was better than his. And so they tested everybody in the bar, like 40 people in the bar and they made all these different drinks. Um, and his ended up winning 10 to one. And so he ended up getting the, to name the cocktail, even though she's the one, or he, he ended up getting to like claim the cocktail and come up with the ratio, even though she's the one that created it. And probably it was probably still a little bit different than whatever it was that he created. But uh, because he won the bet. And so instead of taking the hundred dollars, he took his payment in 40 painkillers. Um, and so, the, so the entire bar <laughs> was by drinking the 40 painkillers. <laughs> they were pretty toasty. Yeah. yeah they, had a, they had a great time. <laughs> um two ounces of rum and then for what i've seen there's it says navy or dark rum is what some of the ingredients or some of the things call for i think they just want like a big flavor rum they want you to use just like a, a silver yeah. rum it's got to have is like it so like the other ingredients are so sweet though like it could yeah, be yeah yeah exactly yeah. you need to have like, like so that molasses bitterness flavor like that yeah. just something that can cut through all the sugar of the pineapple mm -hmm. juice cream of coconut and the orange juice and you garnish with a little spritz and nutmeg on the top which i'll do in the video but i don't have with me right now um some freshly shaved nutmeg yeah just over the microplane <laughs> want to watch joey make the cocktail find all of our videos on our website at lifefromthewell.com or go to youtube and subscribe to our channel life from the well with these tiki drinks <laughs> as far as the history goes tiki drinks are pretty specific on the owner of the cocktail, uh -huh. whereas the recipes that you learn are a lot looser. So like, I learned how to make a Mai Tai way different than the way to make a traditional Mai Tai. Yeah, the way you like, describe a Mai Tai is not how I've ever made a Mai yeah, Tai. Yeah, no, it's got like, it's just like rum and and like the almond or or orgit or whatever. And the, yeah, or like Flannum or something like. Yeah, and like, that's not, and that's it. Like, and there's a couple things, but like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I would definitely put juice in it, but I never put like um like pineapple and orange. I would put I I believe I would also I do a float of grenadine, so the grenadine would sink to the bottom, and then the rum would be at the top, and so you'd have. I, like, like, yeah, I don't think I ever would do grenadine. I would do actually. Oh no, yeah, it was either. I, I remember it being pink, so it was either cranberry or grenadine, and definitely like OJ, like a splash of OJ and a splash of pineapple. But it was just white rum with a float of dark rum, like it wasn't like a bunch of. Other. It was yeah. mostly mostly juice, but like. <laughs> See, the guy I learned from was also like really like fancy, and he would try to do like he liked doing like mango mango. What uh, we do? Mango mojitos and like all kind. Of, he, we had a um, island oasis machine at that restaurant. Remember those? Like it was a big giant blender that you would pour ice into the top. And oh it would yeah. The ice into a blender and then mix it up. Um, they were pretty fancy. Cool. Yeah, I learned how to bartend at Linda's, if you remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> very just, um, mostly just high volume 
Get this was high volume too. Is that in Paul's boat? We're just on the pier, like out. We're just out yeah. there, like making drinks for sailors. Yeah, I wanted to make like fancy stuff, but then we get I busy do. and get my ass kicked because I had to make like twenty frozen drinks. Yeah, that's kind of annoying, but not to say that like learning how to bartend at a dive bar is like necessarily going to be worse than any other place. I do think that I was like pretty lucky though because our bar manager at the time was like he did take everything very seriously so he did like made sure to like you know all like new bartenders that were coming in were like definitely trained on at least like you know all classic cocktails and like even though we weren't known for like people wouldn't really come in and order a manhattan like everyone still needed to know how to make a proper martini and like <laughs> old-fashioned and just like you know shit yeah, like that. that's good that's like those are like the cornerstones that i think you need to know as a bartender anyways because yeah. you don't want to well, well, it, to come in and ask you how to make like, one of those drinks and then not know how to make it. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, because we talked about how, like, most bartenders kind of, like, <laughs> skeeved their way into, like, bartending, like, oh, for sure. Okay. So, like, you can sometimes... We're a bunch of bullshitters, for sure. Working, working with someone who's, like, putting vermouth in an old-fashioned, for example. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And you're like, whoa, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I'm, and, and you know what? There was one point in my career where I totally did that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It tastes like a tiki drink. <laughs> yeah. Strong and fruity. <laughs> yeah. Strong and fruity. It's like one you could light on fire, but it's also got like... Kind of <laughs> we could light on fire. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's yummy. Good call. Good call. What I was actually thinking about when I... What I was like craving was... um the one that they had used to have at bait shop because they had those frozen like a kind of like a slushy machine mm -hmm. but they, they always had a painkiller on the menu and then they would like i'd be good in a slushy for sure yeah it was like super boozy mm -hmm. but like kind of light and like refreshing still like yeah which well, is four ingredients plus a lot of alcohol yeah <laughs> free fruits and a bunch of booze Makes you makes you feel like you're on a warm beach somewhere. Oh, what a thought! <laughs> I have been fantasizing about traveling. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh man, I was just telling Brooke that the other day. I was like, we we need to go somewhere. Like, <laughs> just do it. Let's, let's risk go. it all. <laughs> we go somewhere yet? Is it time to go somewhere yet? I just need to go somewhere. I wanna I wanna try a bunch of the cocktails that you've made, but um. Yeah, one of these days I'll be in a bar again and I'll be able to make yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be, I haven't, um, see that's the thing that I, I was mentioning earlier about how I'm kind of like really like taken aback at how like little I'm surviving on like financially right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that like starting a home bar is really <laughs> Yeah, it was something that I, I, I started, God, like three or four years ago I started doing it. I actually, this whole podcast I think started because I got a, um, you probably have quite the selection now. Well, I got a I got a cocktail of the month cal uh, calendar. Oh, nice! And so, like every month, they would just put up a new cocktail, and it had like the history on it. And I was like, "Oh, this is so fun!" And so then every month, I would just buy the ingredients to that cocktail, and then we would have the cocktail, and and I was just enjoying that. Um, and then the home bar ended up. I mean, after like six months, I had like a decent home bar, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is great!" Yeah. So then, from there, we just kept going. You have to keep it podcast. going. You have to like have a reason to like keep keep it yeah. going. Like, well, then the podcast started, and so then everything, every drink that we've made on the podcast has gone to the home so bar, fun. or either because from my bar or Kelly's bar. One of one of the two of us has little, like, happy hours at home. Like, mm 
That's <laughs> really cute. Dude, I'm, yeah, like, my, uh, Brooke's a little annoyed with me right now, actually, because <laughs> the cabinet, I, I've, it's like I, have, I have cabinet space for the bar, and it's actually, like, taking over more and more space. Oh, no. She's like, what about food, babe? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like our plates. There's no space for the plates in the cabinet. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just expanding. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's, uh, but at the same time, like, I, I have, like, the best bar I've ever had right now because... Well, for one, I'm I'm really trying to limit myself. I'm not I'm not allowing myself to have too many drinks at a time, anyways, and just watch the days I do it because I know that now is it's it's an easy time to get extra drunk every day, and and that's for sure. <laughs> it's another another one of these things that that is like just like kind of a um a general understanding amongst people now is that like sometimes you can just wake up and have a wine. Yeah. <laughs> And that's still, that's still kind of, I think it's tapering off a little bit, but that was like, just like raging all over social media for the first Oh, yeah. So again, like, I mean, that became the culture really quick was like breakfast beers or breakfast cocktails or just like, mm -hmm. oh, we could just day drink whenever we want. Yeah. You know, but then you're like, uh, oh, wait, this is just every day now. My <laughs> boss not... isn't here. And as long as I have the drink over there, <laughs> they don't see it. Like, you just keep it out of the computer screen and you can do whatever you want as long as you have eye drops. Well, I think, um, I mean, I think that's really fun. I'm glad that you, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this. I really am. I like your podcast a lot. And um, oh, thank you. you've made a lot of really like excellent cocktails that, from what I've heard. I haven't tried any of them. Dude, uh, like, I, I, you know I, what I mean? But like, I'm excited to make them at some point. <laughs> good. I did. And that's the thing is I'm trying to find cocktails that use similar ingredients too. So we got the last, like we did with the last word and then we had the Rodriguez sour. So like, make like a couple chartreuse cocktails. So if you get a bottle of chartreuse, then you can make a few different cocktails with it. Or, you know, cause chart, you don't, you think of chartreuse, yeah. what, what are you gonna do if you get a bottle of chartreuse? Other than just kind of totally. sit and be like, ooh, <laughs> chartreuse. You know, no, you wanna be able to, you wanna be able to feature it and things. Again though, a mezcal last word is also another one of my favorite cocktails. Mezcal last word. Yeah, it's no legit. I don't have, I need to get some mezcal and then make one of those because I have all of the other ingredients currently. Mm -hmm. I could actually make a last word right now if I, I wanted was, to. I was like suggesting that you choose the cocktail because I was like, you probably have a lot of weird, like <laughs> kind of spirits on hand. So maybe you want to. I got some fun stuff up there. We even got the Midori because Scotty, uh, my buddy Scotty had his, his, uh, his stay gold cocktail where he, he was working on bringing, on using Midori in something like current and and I kind of loved it and then I, I actually uh, wanted to make a margarita with it um, we're, we were in the process of bringing a bottle in at Cantina before all this happened because I wanted to, I wanted to make like a melon margarita because I thought that would be yeah I don't think that would be bad at all that would be super good if you do like a spicy spicy melon or something like you do some balance with the Midori like a Midori oh, Kupari or something kind of a, um Maybe not with Midori. I think it's like watermelon schnapps, but there's a, mm -hmm. there's a. The watermelon pucker. Yeah. Watermelon pucker. There's like a, there's a drink that's like, um. The cupper. That replicates one of those Mexican candies with like the, the tamarind and like the chili powder. And it's oh, like, the, the chili, ma the chili mangoes. Kind of thing? Yeah. Some like, but it's like the one that's like melon flavored. So yeah, it's like tam tamarind and like a little something spicy and like some like watermelon pucker. And it's like, hell bomb i made like a, a version of one because we had tamarind infused tequila at um at el borracho nice. and like that was really that was really good but you could you definitely use like midori um, yeah 
Yeah, I haven't done a tamarind infusion yet. That's interesting. Tamarind is great. I love tamarind. But Midori was fun too. Like Midori, I think Midori was like something that like everybody just had in a melon ball or an apple martini back in the... Oh yeah, apple martinis is one of those things that was like kind of a random thing that was like on yeah. menu randomly. Like Everywhere for like a good five years, five years. We made a lot of those at Linda's randomly, which I was uh -huh. like, such a weird... Thing. Like yeah, was it? it was it was yeah. vodka apple pucker and midori and you'd shake that yeah and then put a little drop of grenadine in it so you had that little red glob at the bottom yeah it's such a weird thing to be like a popular drink like it's i don't know mm -hmm. whatever because it's like a lemon drop or something it's just like something that people know that i think i think the cupper had a yeah. lot of money in marketing back in those days and so they were just putting money into into club marketing trying to get people to order like fuzzy navels and oh yeah because <laughs> if you look back like a there was an era where like all the shots that people were doing were made with liqueurs like they weren't full strength shots they were all like 25 percent strength <laughs> it was doing the 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 what was it the the buttery nipples with baileys and buttershot butterscotch yeah oh man um do we want to touch any more on on uh on um finding balance and all of this chaos have you found have you, have you stepped up your methods um as times have gotten tougher i guess so i mean it hasn't i don't know i've been trying for sure to like find my you know rebalanced routine mm -hmm. and like a lot of the time I just don't feel like that is working at all <laughs> like I definitely like don't feel like I am as productive as I want to be and I, I mean a large part of that is obviously because we're like not just we don't have the same freedom that we normally have in daily life to just get the shit done that we maybe sure. want to get done sometimes and like that's fine you know whatever it's just maybe uh, life at a different pace <laughs> which is a huge adjustment. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like it's like I'm settling into it a little bit. Um, and I hope that, you know, I hope that the majority of our peers, you know, are, are also settling yeah. in and, you know, not, um, not freaking out, you know, <laughs> too much. <laughs> so one thing I've noticed um, over like my attempt at controlling my habits <laughs> attempt yeah attempt yeah. i mean that's all it is we're just mm -hmm. you know we're making attempts at at you know creating the best behavior we can right yeah um and so if if, if i'm thinking that i want to make healthier decisions for myself and and if i'm thinking i want to drink less one i something i need to do for that is like i need to be getting out and and doing some sort of exercise I think it helps me like yeah. it helps me it helps my body I think realize why yeah. I need to drink less if I put it into a state of almost suffering to be like look if you drink be... if you drink more it's gonna be worse you know and so yeah I so like, like if, if I'm getting out for a run I'm much more likely to have you know to to whatever and indulge in, in whatever and be a little more control over my brain um, later in the day just just based on what my body needs versus what I kind of want yeah I, I um I think that it can be really hard to uh self-motivate for a lot of people like mm -hmm. I've definitely struggled with that and especially when it comes to like 
like an exercising routine, I just like, uh, I will be like, I will have the best intentions and I will like even start like doing yoga at home with like a workout video in front of me and I'll just get bored like after like 15 minutes and be like, Mm. ah, not really feeling it. And there's no one there to kind of like regulate me or like motivate me or like keep me, you know, keep Mm -hmm. me going. So it's easy for me just to be like, eh. Okay. Like, yeah. Luckily, luckily, I do. Like, I have been riding my bike to work, so I have, you know, I have that as a like daily kind of like presented option. It's like I have mm-hmm. to go there. I don't have a choice, and I may. That's what I think. I think um, a, a lot of us that that are in the service industry have have been feeling kind of almost a withdrawal from from that from being on our feet all damn day every day. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, our our like nine thousand steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was I was getting ten thousand plus on a daily basis for sure, like on a busy day. Yeah, and now now you know I I, I got to make sure I take my dog for an extra long walk every day just so I can get six thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh it's 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 uh that that's another one of those areas that that's just something that I think uh, you know we just have to kind of be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think I mean like finding a new way of balancing, you know, is always hard. Um, but I think it's like, it's fine to have, you know, like some, I'll have like a spurt of like, you know, like three really productive days. And then like the fourth day, I'll be like, "Ah, I don't want to do anything. And like, that's fine. You know, don't like Mm -hmm. beat yourself up for like not always doing something also. Cause it's like, we don't, I've always been a, we don't really have that much of a choice right now. Also, (laughs) it's like, you kind of have to have a lot more downtime. It's just forced in a way. Like you can probably doing projects all the time, but I don't know. It's not like no one's going to be judging you otherwise. <laughs> right. I, I've always been a, a proponent or a fan of the, uh, of the cheat day. I mean, I, I think I, I'm a, I, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'd say I, I really believe in, in work reward, you know, like, yeah. like if you're going to put in the effort, like there's no point in putting in the effort if you can't enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so you give yourself the chance to, to, you know, have a day off and just take a break and do, if that's what you need. I mean, I think, I think you also, after doing it for long enough, you, you start leaning away from the cheat day because you find it's, I don't know, there's other things that you find satisfaction in, but, but as long as you're giving yourself that room to, uh, yeah, to just relax for a little while every week, you know, or for just, sure. day, just take some time off from whatever your goal is mm-hmm. for yourself and focus on like, uh, you know, just focus on, you and and kind of what makes you happy Mm -hmm. and what I'm what I'm um seeing a lot of uh within like my kind of social community and what I'm a huge fan of honestly is like still like honoring the like social distancing code but like going on like long kind of like epic walks with a friend that you maybe haven't like seen in a while and just like you know (laughs) and just like not you know touching or you know hugging or eating or sharing anything but just like going on a really kind of long urban hike you know <laughs> just yeah. like it's really it's really really gratifying and Find you know you're still like being safe and being responsible but it's like a really great way to you know do something outside of your regular routine that you know of being like stuck at home and going to the grocery store mm-hmm. or whatever you know you're doing <clears throat> yeah. I uh I met up with with our good friend Todd Ham last week for uh yeah. You guys go on little like jogs or walks, right? Yeah, now. we do uh, Green Lake runs, and so we're uh, we did one last week. We're gonna do one tomorrow. And, like, huh? I think that's super important to like. 
It is. It, it really is. I, I think. Well, I mean, it's, and again, it's it's really just it's it's us hanging out. It's a way for us to hang out and have like some sort of social interaction. Mm-hmm. And we're we're combining that with our exercise for the day, which yeah. which is just downright efficient, if you ask me. Yeah. But uh, no, a couple, uh, last week it was fun because he came out with uh, his kid, and and uh, Duke. We mentioned him on the podcast before, and he yeah. rode a scooter around the lake as we ran, and then. Uh, then we all jumped in the lake after because it was one of those nicer days that we had. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty fun. That sounds fantastic. Totally. Finding joy in all kinds of silly things anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that is, that's just like one thing that you can do because I mean, as far, um, as, far as we know right now, um, you know, being outside in a ventilated area isn't like super high risk, so. Yeah, I, I'm counting the days yeah. to camping opens. I'm, like I, I know that there's some some camping going on right now, but like I really want to just Not in I really want it to just be okay to go out with the people you know and hang out in the woods for a weekend, you know, and mm-hmm. cook, cook over yeah. fire and have some whiskey and smoke a yeah. joint, sleep in the ground. <laughs> um, like again, I'm super lucky that I like I moved into a place with a backyard right mm-hmm. before um well, so you guys go out and camp outside if you want we can just i mean we can just the hammock up. go outside in the privacy of our own home and just sit and chat and like and personally i like i have had some visitors over that just sit in the backyard with me and we chat and it's just like nice you know mm-hmm. so like we just sit for a while and it's like that's not something it's not the same as how it would be like having someone over prior obviously i'm like you get to sit in that chair and you can't move <laughs> and i can't offer you a drink or like i'm like bring your bring your own, bring your own cooler keep it, keep it with you be why it'll be and <laughs> you can't hang out long enough to have to pee or anything but <laughs> yeah um i don't know i think i think that that's fine um but i feel i feel pretty lucky that i that i have that too again with people that are in apartments i think just like getting outside can be really hard because like we have a lot of really dark days here as well. Like it's just it's funny because we were out at the, we were out at the lake the other day. Like the it was like the first day the sun came out after a bunch of rainy days, and uh, you know just it was just packed like like any other sunny day. But <laughs> it was just kind of like yeah. I mean that's just I mean Nate humans are going to react to nature the way we're going to react to nature regardless kind of of what's going on like we have we have our needs and i know like one of the things they're saying about this whole pandemic is one of the greatest things you can do is is increase your vitamin d intake yeah that's one of the the best ways to sun kills it is what i've heard a lot well Vitamin D is one of the best ways to strengthen your immune system. Yeah. And so even if you're not getting sun, it's great to take a supplement because just about, I think there's, there's a, up, up to like 80% of Americans are, are vitamin D deficient. Like there's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really big thing to be aware of. And, and so, um, uh, you know, when the sun comes out, we're, we're cra- just think about like when, when you're dehydrated and like you've been working a long shift and you haven't had any just pound a glass of water and it's the best tasting thing you've ever felt in your life (laughs) because your body just needs that water so much that's kind of how our bodies feel about vitamin d right now i think yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like when the sun comes out people just go out they just there's there's no resisting the urge it's just it's just what's bred into us to like we we need it 
it's extra needed at the moment yeah. especially so. totally and like you can um you can obviously get that just by going for a walk but i don't think that that is something that a lot of people like mm -hmm. think to do a lot of people want to go like they think about the sun they want to go like bask and like sit and like enjoy yeah. it and like yeah. no just go be in it go work in your garden go ride a yeah. bike go just do something outside just go outside yeah <laughs> You know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be anything, anything specific, just as long as it's something that is outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of, it's part of our survival, I think, on this planet. Mm -hmm. Just don't it's, touch it's anything. Weird what our, it's weird what our species <laughs> needs. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, I said just don't touch anything or anyone. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, any has anything crazy happened since you've been going working now? Like, any 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 silly interactions with people, or have people have been pretty chill? Um, like like at work, no. Yeah. People. I mean, in general, probably. If you have a fun story, bring it on. Yeah, nothing. Definitely <laughs> nothing. I, I'm like nothing in general has like hmm. happened that is like off the top of my mind. But um, I mean, there definitely have been interesting interactions like just it's um it has been just very interesting again dealing with like like tourism still it's kind of blowing my mind <laughs> like people coming from outside of the city and just kind of kind of paying no heed to like general safety of the public and like all of the warnings and the protocols that everyone is supposed to be following and um <clears throat> Um, but that's just like kind of basic. Um, that's what I think that's what was kind of like getting me down really a lot at first was like, I was like, God, if it's like, if it's like this just for like doing to go service, like what on earth is it going to be like when people are allowed to come back in <laughs> and we have to like, just, just work so hard, like to, to cater to them and like if it's just going to be like this it's just going to be a nightmare well and what's it going to be like for people coming in wearing masks and then like taking their masks well like are they going to have to wear masks you know mask. what i mean like but that's that's also i mean like are they going to have to wear masks but then mm -hmm. how do you enforce that because people aren't going to be able to wear a mask when they eat and drink their food i feel like i feel like they should have to wear a mask and then um one of the th one of the things that I've heard suggested suggested is having um, like disposable paper bags for them to hold their mask in while they're seated seated yeah. or whatever, and then they can like right. But I mean, we, we I feel like it's funny because I feel like we've been spending the last like ten years working against being becoming a, a disposable society, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, and when it comes to plastic bags and straws and this and that, and and now. Well, at the same time, I mean, now I mean, we're getting, I mean, that's just something, that's just something that's another thing, like kind of, um, this is blowing my mind a little bit about, um, you know, public safety and, um, going to the grocery store, which I honestly try to do as little as possible. Mm -hmm. Again, I like live next to a produce stand and I try to shop there primarily and like, just like go to the actual grocery store, like not often, <laughs> um, because the people who are checking multiple people out wearing the same gloves are touching everything and touching all of these different people's methods of payments and like not changing their gloves so like right. it's just something it's just it's something, all just a facade 
Exactly. It's just something that was suggested that is kind of a facade because anyways, if someone's seated at a table and eating off of a plate and like using and touching the table, it's like they could just put their mask on the table if we're going to sanitize yeah. it. I mean, how, how far away, how far away from everybody just taking their masks off to avoid this are we? I don't know. It's just something that it was suggested to like make people feel more comfortable. I think it's like just sure. a visual facade for sure. But yeah, but it, it's it's still it's still one of those things where I'm just like, you know, we're <laughs> I just feel like we've been working so hard at getting away from being such a disposable society that now oh. we're, we've just jumped back into it on a bunch of these fronts, you know, all these plastic yeah. gloves that are it's and it's super you know, upsetting to a lot of people. And exorbitant, I think. Like great. Hmm? It's super upsetting, like how how much waste we've been making over the past few months to a lot of people, especially in this city. But also then seeing how the environment is responding to everybody not traveling. True. <laughs> well, let's do the uh, last call shot, huh? Slancha, Mezco. Salud. Salud. Mm-hmm. That was a smaller one, but it was still <laughs> that that rum is just so it's so hard to take on its own. Okay, so anyways. All right. Sign off. I don't want to I don't want to come off weird. It's good. It's just um it's probably it's, better. It's probably better to sip or to have in a cocktail. You did, it's just the, not great to you did end up getting the navy strength, right? Yeah, it's the navy strength. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I've been doing like smaller pours because I just. Yeah. It's, but every I time. It's, face. You're like breathing fire. <laughs> Through my nose. Oh, my sinuses are totally clear. I don't have any nose hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, promos. What you got? Shout outs. That was the shot. Now it's your shot. <laughs> give the. My shot? Yeah, give shout outs to things you need, uh, restaurants charities oh god i mean again i'm just going to repeat myself any anything that's open in your neighborhood that's local that you can support by like walking in and ordering you know any anything that's like local locally Mm -hmm. sourced obviously at this point come see you at we all all know that oh and i'll be at el barracho you know down in the market if you're uh, willing to Brave the crowd down there right now. <laughs> if you're down there, pro- if you're down in Pike Place protesting, go get some tacos from El Baracho and a cocktail I, to I'm go. Not, I'm not gonna lie, with like with the weather as it is, going down to like check out the waterfront view with like no people is kind of cool. So yeah, come get a margarita mm-hmm. and a taco and go and like. Remember that. Remember that last night. Remember that last night before pandemic started and we all went out for, we were like that last weekend. Yeah. We were all going out for drinks and it was just like service industry people out in the bars. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was. Everyone was like, they were like, it's over. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody else had given up, but we all still cared. And we all still, we were just hanging out with each other in the bars still. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyways. Um, um that wraps up one more life from the well. Thanks y'all for listening. Thank you, Maria, for coming back and sharing your stories with us during this crazy fucking time. Uh, Thanks for having me to talk what? to talk about my 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 um my ever present optimism. <laughs> I love it. 
trying to, trying to spread it around. <laughs> <laughs> people need it because a lot of people don't have the capacity to even see things from that side of things. And so if optimists are allowed to present it as an option, then sometimes you can change someone's mind. So absolutely. I like it. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here as well. Nice. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Kelly, Brian, Peter, everyone. Life from the well. Thanks you. Um, until next time, cheers to everyone. We love y'all. Shout out to Scratch Spirits, Barfly Mixology Gear. Um, and uh, just remember to... Remember to be aware of yourself and, and what you're doing and the energy you're putting into this life. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Stay well. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. Life from the Well would also like to thank our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. Join us next time for another new cocktail and guest.